Hey there, Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. And something I wanted to let you know about is a brand new podcast, a podcast that I was lucky enough to be guest number one. It is called Resilient Real Estate Investing. Do me a favor, go check it out. Just in the last couple of weeks, not only has my episode aired, but you heard from a syndicator who spent eight years in prison. You've heard from a movie theater operator who has had their side hustle produce 20 properties. Future episodes will record around the Roofstock's head coach, a college student evaluating properties, and of course, an army recruiter who discovered private money. Again, do me a favor, check out Resilient Real Estate Investing. On with the show. Small time mom and pop landlords have a uh, new competitor. Uh, Airbnb has made some interesting announcements. They're partnering up with larger apartment buildings, trying to get some of that, uh, I don't know, short-term rental money, I guess. Maybe they're getting long-term month-to-month. I'm not sure. But we are bringing on the CEO of Hemlane to tell us what is going on with Airbnb and how might the small mom and pop be able to compete with that behemoth. How you doing, Dana? I'm great. Thanks for having me again during this holiday week. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. I got to tell you, uh, when I look at my business, you know, I never thought Airbnb would be partnering up with bigger landlords and, and coming after my uh, after my lunch, if you will. So what is Airbnb doing? What's what's going on? It, it seems kind of fuzzy to me. Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting that Airbnb has had this transformation, right? Because they used to be for the small mom and pop. And even their user experience was like that. So if you said, hey, I need to upload, you know, 50 different um, properties or units to Airbnb, how can I do that quickly? They'd say, no, we're an experience company. We're a travel company for individual small mom and pop who want to have travelers come to their uh, to their place. But of course, Airbnb now has maxed out on that and said, we need to go more enterprise. Um, I, I, I don't um, know everything behind it, but I can only assume with cities really locking down on Airbnbs and saying Airbnb is taking away the supply that we have for long-term rentals, right? Affordability is a huge question out there. They're taking away that supply from folks who need a home to live in, increasing obviously rental rates. We've seen rental rates at an all-time high. Um, what they basically said is, how can we still be able to get access to that, um, get access to those properties, and then be able to um, rent them out? And so they're working with these larger, more institutional apartment complexes to say, great, we have a solution for you. And and I think how they've pitched it here is basically saying, hey, they're going to try to illegally do this, right? They're going to try to, a tenant's going to try to go behind your back when they're traveling for two weeks and rent out their unit. That's a, a loss for you, institutional investor, because you're not going to get any of that money. And it opens you up to some liability, not knowing what's going on. And um, so now they've basically said, great, we'll do a revenue share. We'll help you safely have your tenants, any long-term tenants, rent out one of their units. And we ourselves will come in, give you as the institutional investor some of the um, money from the airbnb who's traveling, and we'll also give a revenue share to your tenants. Hmm. Now, 
I do think there's a lot of, and I want to go back and forth with you on this, Michael, but I think there's a lot of value to potentially structuring something like that. And here's one of them. I used to have a landlord who allowed me to do that. I kept my place super clean. This was, you know, um, uh, seven or eight years ago. I would keep my place really clean because I knew I wanted really great Airbnb reviews. Mm -hmm. And so potentially it's a great way to make sure the place is maintained. However, on the flip side, I do think you have Airbnbers there. It's not their home. They don't treat it that way. They could be loud and playing music, which disrupts neighbors. And so I think there's pros and cons to it. And I kind of fall somewhere in the middle there that as a small mom and pop, there may be an opportunity for you to offer something like that to your tenants, especially if they don't share walls to say, hey, you could you could rent out a room you rent out a space, but there has to be some restrictions there because the last thing you want is neighbors complaining about noise violations or liability on your side. So I want to kind of hear from you and um, then I'll, I'll add some more points in there. Yeah. So when I think about Airbnb coming to larger apartment buildings, um, I think it will be a disaster if they're really going after that. Hey, I'm going to Europe for two weeks let me help you sublet this. And, you know, everybody gets a piece. I think that's going to end up a disaster where it might be interesting, right? Let's just assume you have an apartment building of a hundred units. Let's say you as an owner, you rent out 90%, maybe 95% month to month, section eight, all that stuff. But maybe you take the top floor and you go, you know what? I'm going to try to arbitrage or Airbnb these myself. And then you go in and you furnish them and, you know, that might be interesting, right? If I was a, if I was a big landlord or I had a big apartment building, there's always probably a couple of units that are just nicer, right? Maybe it's location, maybe it's, you know, whatever it is, it, it might make sense for me to use Airbnb that way. Uh, Cause again, I'm the owner. I'm not, I'm not subletting uh, that. That might be interesting. Um, but when I think about, the other one I would think about is not the big apartment owners. I actually go to American homes for rent, invitation yeah. homes, and I go, man, if I was like, you know, the vice president of the West Coast for invitation homes and I had an inventory of 1,300 homes or 30,000 or whatever the number is, I would probably look at my Excel spreadsheet and I would have my team tell me, what are the five nicest properties? Like, because these guys bought so quickly. They probably yeah. they probably didn't look at all of them or they haven't looked at them recently. They might have a couple of properties that are like, damn, this should be an Airbnb. And maybe they come in and go, okay, great. Let's furnish them. Let's, let's, because again, if I'm a firm believer that Airbnb is a profit machine, if the location and the property is right. I believe, unfortunately, that Airbnb became the easy button and we have too many novice investors overpaying for poor quality, and it's going to be a disaster for most people. But if you're sitting on a pile of inventory, I own this apartment or I own these thousand units, it would probably behoove you to evaluate and take a couple in Airbnb. I'm assuming they're in the right location. So I think it's an interesting thing to look at, but it's it's not one size fits all. I think that's the big mistake with Airbnb. 
Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And it is interesting because it comes to that diversification question of um, how do you diversify, especially as a larger investor, as you get larger, you know, one rental at a time, how do you could um, potentially look at diversification? You don't want to put all your eggs into one basket. And so that is a good opportunity. You know, I see it for investors now who are in single family and multifamily where their single family are booming more than their multifamily, but they probably couldn't have predicted that, you know, four years ago, um, the world has changed quite drastically. Um, one question for you, though, I guess if you're so I've I've seen this so much and, and the question comes up on Hemlane. So we have forms for it where you are a, a smaller time landlord and you have suspicion that your tenant is illegally Airbnb in the place it happens quite often. Um, and, you know, would you, Michael, decide to say, great, maybe I play with like work with the tenants to, to have some sort of um situation for that or would you just say yeah. absolutely no no Airbnb? I, I again my opinion on this is uh i live in a world of black and white especially being a landlord yeah. and there are no exceptions because once you create a gray area it becomes a land of gray and that doesn't do good for me so no i would enforce the lease i would uh, i would identify their airbnb or vrbo or craigslist ad uh, they would get a notice to perform. And if they didn't, I'd evict them. Black yeah. and white for me. Yeah. No, I think that's a really good point because uh, a lot of landlords, when you know the news came out of this Airbnb and revenue share, it's like, oh, I need to increase um, my cash flow. How could I do it? Potentially, this is an opportunity. I think when you actually look at it versus the administration and the risk, um, it's probably not worth that extra money. You should think about other things such as upgrades to your units that would make them more attractive um, and at a higher price point rather than getting into this situation. Because I've seen it with Airbnbers, you know, you get some good ones, but it only takes one bad one to really uh, make the situation um, negative. And I've, I have quite a bit of experience with it and have some horror stories from it. Um, but, you know, it was it was 95% of the tenants were great or the travelers were great and 5% um, really um, flipped, flipped your mind on it. And so I agree. I think that it's this black and white of saying, is this an Airbnb? I'm going to set it up like an Airbnb or is this someone's home that they live in? I couldn't agree more. I think Air, uh, the last thing I'll say in this, when I saw the note a couple of weeks ago or the article, to me, this screamed Airbnb being desperate. I think they're seeing lower rates, lower fees. They're trying. They're trying to diversify their income. I. I think. I think it's a sign of Airbnb stress. But again, I could be wrong. I have no skin in the game. Dana, where can people find you and the amazing trial that you offer? Yeah, um, for those of you with long-term uh, rental properties, so um, tenants who are over six months, I should say, um, come to www.hemlane.com. We do both um, leasing as well as property management for you. We have software as well as services you can tap into. Yeah, if you're a mom and pop landlord and, you have, and you're thinking about getting a platform, do yourself a favor, go get the trial. Dana has been gracious enough to create a PDF in my free course. And if you have my paid course, she created actual videos. The CEO of the company has a series of videos on how to walk through the trial. So Dana, thank you for that. Have an amazing day. Great. Thanks for having me.